explode. And I think 2017, we started to see a lot more of that with, you know, not just the growth of food and breweries, but there's more music venues in Dayton than there ever was before. There's a lot more theater. There's some amazing things happening at the Victoria Theater. Presented by MostMetro.com and produced at Brian's Dining Room Table, a podcast by two guys who love life in Dayton, Ohio. The Brian and Brian podcast starts now. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Brian. And this is Brian. And this is the Brian and Brian podcast. Hey, this is our first episode that you're going to hear in 2018. This is the first thing that they get in 2018. <laughs> I feel I feel that, that we need to step our game up for that. I, this is the best we got. We're six episodes. This is, I think this is episode six or six. I think it's five because the one was a bonus episode. That's right. Bonus episode will cost five, uh, but we're now a multi-year podcast. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk today about all things marzipan. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. <laughs> today, tips and tricks for your best of recycled pallet furniture. Yes. Uh-huh. No, actually, God. <laughs> could you imagine if we were actually sitting around going, "Hey, you know what Dayton would really be interested in? Almond, almond cookies and palette and art." Palette art. <laughs> I would like to think that those two trends are in the rear view for good. I would like, but there's part of me that thinks that could be the thing that puts <laughs> us over the edge. The the viral podcast that's going to make our make us a Dayton household name. Did you hear the Brian and Brian podcast about pallet furniture? Think, think Pinterest without the pictures. Yes. So imagine, if you will, a garden. But I have herbs up a wall. You'll love it. But it's a pallet. It's a civil weekend project for you and the kids. Um, hey, let's start off with some bad news. Sure, why not? Um, that's a good way to start 2018. That's well. If we start out with low expectations, ah, we can't true. be more disappointed than we were in 2017. That's true. Well, what we'd like to start off with is hoping that Solar recovers as quickly as possible because there's never really a good time to have a, a fire or have any kind of catastrophe happen to your business. But I think especially during the holidays when many restaurants and many businesses are out there making money hand over fist um and then the workers who need you know they need this money and they need that job it's just it's really unfortunate and we really hope solar gets back on their feet and rebuilt quickly as a staple of the oregon district i agree you know i had just posted uh on the day of the the fire an article for another account about best places to be on new year's eve and solar on that list, mm-hmm. and then just uh, after that post to see that um, that, that the damage was so much that they, they were closed indefinitely, which means an unended amount of time for repair, and we hope to see them back as quick as possible this year. Yeah. So so with that, let's talk about what we're looking for in 2018. We talked about that, like things that are happening in Dayton, things that are picking up momentum. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great year for 2018. I really see things happening and things moving. and. Uh, and it's we we've been talking about this for a little bit, but I mean Dayton has been building to this point for years. I mean right. all of these great things that have been kind of bubbling under the surface are starting to really explode. And I think 2017 we started to see a lot more of that with you know not just the growth of food and breweries, but 
There's more music venues in Dayton than there ever was before. There's a lot more theater. There's some amazing things happening at the Victoria Theater. Housing starts downtown. Housing has been going gangbusters. Um, So you're saying this is really Buffalo Bills rebuilding, not Cleveland Browns rebuilding. That's that's harsh. That's really mean. (laughs) There are real results at the end of this rebuilding, not like Bengals rebuilding for the last eight years. This is the last episode of the Brian and Brian podcast. Look, it's it's really rough already when you're looking at a team that's gone one in thirty in the last two years. Right. Um, so yeah. But on a serious note though, hasn't people haven't people haven't people looked at Dayton the same way they look at Bengals and Browns football? Dependable comes up short, maybe next year, but each year sort of looks like the same. Um, even the Bengals who are struggling to find a an eight and eight season, that's where we were last year and the year before. Um, the Browns the same. They're 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 the same condition they were this year and last year. But Dayton really is different. The Browns would love an eight and eight season. Okay. Right? <laughs> Don't poo poo on eight and eight season to <laughs> Browns fans. Let's not Sorry. talk negatively about eight and eight seasons. But 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 Dayton's different though. This really does feel like each year compounds. Oh yeah, and. Um, mm-hmm. The, the big big media outlet here in town likes to publish a list of restaurants that have closed each year. I don't know. It's like an obituary of, of old restaurants or, or restaurants with a bad business plan. But all in all, there has been year over year, for as long as I can remember, great improvement in what, what's happening in Dayton. Right. And, and sometimes it's not even bad business plan as much as it just like circumstances. Sure. Um, a lot of the businesses that I've heard, like especially restaurants that I've heard close have said almost the exact same thing is that's the rent. Sure. Is too, the rent is too damn high. The rent is too damn high. And that will kill a restaurant. And actually, it'll yeah. kill any business. But I think restaurants in particular, because they already run on such tight margins that anything that throws a wrench in that is going to be a problem. And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of really great restaurants closing, but like you said, a lot of really great restaurants are opening. Flyboys is gonna be opening a second location up in uh, Beaver Creek. Yeah, by the mall out there, yeah. Uh, Double Days is gonna be opening a new concept restaurant in the old Patties. New concept, old idea. That's what I'm excited about. New idea, old content, whatever. As, as as a vintage food nerd, right? I'm I'm really excited to see what Double Days is going to do with. Now I cannot pull it in any way. Uh, the fa- famous. Yeah, yeah famous, famous. The famous. Yeah, the famous. Mm-hmm. And this on top of Double Days. And you can follow opened... the famous right now on uh, Facebook on if Facebook. you want to see how yeah. they're doing. And and Double Days just opened up their second Double Days mm-hmm. in Springboro. So uh, right there in front of Dorothy Lane Market. Yeah. So that, that operation's been up for a couple months. Lock 27, that only opened up a new location 27 downtown, but they're poised to make a move early next year and uh, expand their footprint, which is good for those of us who can't get enough of those wings. Right, and unfortunately, while we're talking about breweries, I mean, unfortunately, Hairless Hair wasn't able to make the, the concept that they were working on up in uh, Fairborn work, but... I'm pretty sure they're still committed to opening another place that's going to give them more capacity to brew because they're one of those uh, breweries that are just, they make great beer and they've been blowing up. Let's talk about Fairborn for a minute. Like forever downtown, you had Tickets, Giovanni's, and Foy's Burger Diner there, Mm -hmm. but they're really poised for some big things. Like they're chasing the brewery, there's a coffee shop coming. 
Fairborn has they there's been a lot of growth and they've been really focusing on building that core they've got a their their city planners have got a great plan um, I did a little work with them last year and they're really excited they really are making that effort to make Fairborn this this go-to place not just for um, you know, going up to Foy's, but going up there to get a coffee. They know they've got all those students at Wright State. They know they've got all the people going up to the Fairfield Commons Mall. You know, there's a lot of traffic that goes up there, and they're ready to capitalize on it. I feel like what's different about that is that we rarely get to see, uh, at least especially me who's distanced from those projects, but on social media, watch it unfold. Like they've been very transparent about the rebranding, about the change to how they're approaching economic development, but how they're they're marketing themselves, and about these businesses that they're actively um, chasing. If if you look at Moraine in the last ten years after GM's move in the mid two thousands, they were aggressively chasing economic development opportunities, but you didn't really see it. Where here in Fairborn, we're we're really getting a front row seat to, to their goals and their aspirations and sort of inside look to their plan well and i think that goes with the whole concept of what a lot of people complain about on social media is you always you always see the end result you never see the struggle you never see the process sure. of what it goes through and the fact that that fairborn is kind of showing its process it makes it more exciting yeah. i remember um years ago i saw a a presentation done by Teller of Penn and Teller, who doesn't yeah. speak, so it was amazing to, him, to hear him speak for 40 minutes, talking about basically telling the audience how they were going to do a trick, then doing the trick. Yeah. And Penn was completely against it because he's like, you know, you don't want to show that. And what they found was that the audience was even more stunned because they knew what was happening, and yet they were still in awe of this magic trick. And it wasn't like you know they were going to saw an elephant in half and make half of it disappear sure. it was it was a bouncing ball trick it was yeah. something that was i think very popular in the 1920s and 30s and it was kind of like a wire in a ball yeah but you know just the fact that you knew how it was happening and were still amazed by it and i think you know fairborn is really doing that and i, I like it i like the idea that, that that they've always had a pretty cool restaurant scene that harkened to the the heydays of right pat uh, before Beaver Creek really sort of became the, the destination for food and beverage and family living for, for the base. Fairborn, like Giovanni's like stepping back in time and it's really just a great Italian restaurant. Tickets had that small Main Street feel when you went into it and Foy's has, has always sort of been the anchor for that whole street. Um, so it was very exciting. It's very exciting for me to watch that process uh, happen. Um, so yeah, so there's more options to get out the fairboard to eat, and uh, and Flyboy's going out to Beaver Creek and going head to head to head or toe to toe with Melt is pretty gutsy. I don't think they're going toe to toe with Melt. I think Melt, if if Melt has competition in Beaver Creek, it is with Promonti Brothers uh, because of the like just the size of the sandwiches. Okay, and, and that's fair. Kind of that. I mean, it's even a Cleveland Pittsburgh rivalry sure. if you want to get that deep yeah. into it. But I think. I think Flyboys is really going to offer a good, solid sandwich option because yeah. Melt, and that's something, Flyboys is something you can go to like on a regular basis. Melt is, I'm really hungry, um, I don't plan on eating for two or three days, I'm going to go have a Melt sandwich. Sure. Yeah, there's, and I, I do get what you're saying, like, 
I think Melt coming from Cleveland and Permanente from from Pittsburgh does offer some of that uh, nostalgia from those cities. So when you go in there, you really do feel like you're 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 in a bigger you're in a chain. You're in something from out of town. Where Flyboys, even in the Oakwood location, has a direct connection to the base and to the identity that is Dayton. So it's kind of fun to see it move closer to the base. My wife and I love going to Flyboys. It's a great like, sandwich. Like we're. On a regular basis, we're yeah. just, you know, should we go to Flyboys? Yeah, sure. Because it's, it's not that far. They have an app. Did you know they have an app? Did not know they had an app. You can, on the app, you can basically send in your order. It'll tell you when it's going to be ready. You can just go in, pick it up, and be on your merry way. I love that because the lunch crowd can get a little long in there. Yeah. Um, I, I, love, I, I love their stuff. And they have a four-napkin Reuben. That's just perfect. <laughs> and uh, it's roll up your sleeves and lean over. It's going to be a great sandwich. And I, I, I love – it's really an authentic local deli. And I, I like it for that. I think in the future when you do your food things, you have to do it by napkins. Food napkins. Yeah. Yeah. This is a four-napkin. You know, it wasn't that great. It's a two-napkin sure. sandwich. It's a two-napkin piece of food. But I love it. And it, it's it's hard to beat the sides they have there and the ambiance. And uh, I love their coleslaw. So it's, oh, really? Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. I like the potato style. So it's – it's, it can't go wrong there. So what else? What else have we got to look forward to in 2018? Well, there's always the uh, first four. Yes, that's true. coming back. I Tickets are on sale already for it. I think. I think the first four is. I'm, this is probably not going to be a very popular comment, but I think it's growing to the point of like the Air Force Museum. We love it. We like to have it, but we've come to just expect it's always going to be there. I, though I think in the last couple of years we had to fight a little bit more to keep it. Yeah. Um, Dayton is a great basketball city. Uh, the Flyers are always in the mix as far as sure. being talked about one of the better teams in college basketball. <clears throat> yeah. And so I think it's just a good place to start that whole March Madness yeah. uh, event. And maybe we are starting to take it for granted a little bit but i mean we rally around it every year we get excited we make a big deal out of it yeah i think and the volunteer base the leadership is still there and i think the ticket sales are still there but i wonder i worry that it will become like the museum we just come to know that it's always going to be there no absolutely um but i think the one thing that the final four has that will always keep it fresh that the museum doesn't necessarily have is they can move the final four anywhere else anytime so we sure. always have to kind of keep courting the ncaa yeah. always saying hey you know we're doing this great job whereas it would be a lot to move yeah and i'll tell you you know having worked uh i worked at a college bowl game you've worked a college bowl game uh, and football professionally um it really is impressive to watch from the outside everything the community does to welcome these mid-major teams that are really battling to get into the tournament mm -hmm. so when you bring something like a george mason to dayton and you roll out the red carpet or you know albuquerque west community college shows up in the, in the first four um, that really i think is what sells the tournament here in town is the way that we treat these mid-majors that come to town and 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 uh it's impressive to watch that the, the coordinators do that. And it's from the time they arrive till the time they leave. It's oh, not yeah. just like, oh, we're all going to show up for the game and we're going to cheer and then leave. It's, you know, you show up at the airport, there's excitement. You get to a hotel room, there's excitement. There's, there's a welcoming crowd at the Crown when the bus rolls up in the middle of the night yeah. with some of these teams. Yeah, it really is, um, really is neat stuff to watch. What about you? What's one thing that you might be thinking about in uh, 2018? Wow. 
Uh, <clears throat> I think 2018 could be the year that I move my culinary experiences up a notch. Um, outside of, in Dayton, like I think I'm well versed in the diners and delis. I think I, I've I haven't written the book on it, but I think I could. Uh, but I'm, I don't know the nicer places where I have to use a fork and a napkin and, and, and a knife to scoop. Um, so I'd like to, to experience more than that. My wife and I have already started a list of restaurants that neither one of us have been to, which is rare, um, to, to begin to explore Dayton a, uh, on a little nicer side of things. So, um, and there's there's so many offerings and we're so far behind and and uh, we just haven't been there. I, friends are raving about Blue Note and Miamisburg. Uh, Corner Kitchen, is, I've still not been there. I haven't been to either of the Roosts, even though Roost American is right here in my backyard, literally in my backyard. Um, Corner Kitchen's fantastic, and I don't know, they might have switched Roost American over to something, to a different concept and event space. I don't know okay. how that's working, but Corner Kitchen, I can tell you, we've been there after a couple of story slams, yeah. and every the third Tuesday of every month, nice and plug. Nice plug. It's, it's what we do. Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned Dayton Most Metro yet. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> minute 16, plug everything. <clears throat> Yeah, the, 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 the light came up for, for plugging everything. <clears throat> um, but we've been there after a couple of story slams and just, you know, on, on a random night, and it's it's good food. It's Yeah. It's not – it's gourmet comfort food. It's okay. that. It's part of that trend where it's like it might be macaroni and cheese, but it's delightful macaroni It's the best and damn cheese. macaroni and cheese it's you've a, ever had. It, I mean, we've had meatloaf there that was just fantastic, amazing meatloaf. Yeah. So it's – it's that you don't go in there and you could go in there dressed up for a nice meal or you can go in jeans and t-shirt and still enjoy look be looking good yeah yeah and i i mean my list of places i haven't been is, is growing embarrassing for any guy who writes about food and, and talks about food as much as i do but but uh, lily's i haven't been in there yet i still haven't been to, to roost Step i haven't been up. to corner kitchen i know and i'm in the, the blue note um it, it really is it is sad, but it's just where I'm at. I mean, 2018, that, that, that could be what you do. That could be your That could game. be it. Yeah. Well, for me, it's the breweries. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I try to get to each one of the, the cocktail places in Dayton that I enjoy uh, whenever they have their new cocktail menus out. But, like, the breweries have just been growing at such an alarming rate like i haven't been to fig leaf yet i know heavier than air is open there's one in middletown that's gluten-free that i'm super excited about because i know some people especially my brother who you know hasn't is is right. celiac and can't really go to a warped wing or can't really go to a uh, toxic yeah because it the gluten stays in beer now it tends to leave when you distill it but in beer it's there sure so let's talk about that real quick. Just recently, a, a new brewery was announced for Z, for Xenia, also doing great things downtown Xenia. Uh -huh. what, what is the tipping point for too many breweries? I think that conversation has been going on in Dayton for at least two to three years. Um, I don't know. I think we're approaching it, like 18 now, probably. I, I'm sure at least 15 or 16. I think... It's eventually going to hit that point, but the concentration is no longer in the city proper. It's starting to expand outwards. So, like you were saying, you know, Xenia, Middletown, I think Fig Leaf is 
Franklin or south of town as well. Mm -hmm. So we're not seeing as much, and those breweries are kind of serving south of town or, or to the east. In Dayton, I don't, I don't really know. Um, it, it the first brewery that closes is going to make this conversation flare up again. Because I feel like right now in Dayton, every store has their niche. Like I feel like if you have folks that are Warped Wing folks, they are Warped Wing folks, mm -hmm. and the folks at Eudora uh, here in Kettering rarely venture away from Eudora. You know, they're there for whatever you know, they, and. There are, I think there are very few people that are hopping around. Like Dayton Beer Company, that's its own group. And um, I just wonder, up north, Hairless Hair, who knows that we're, we're, they'll go for their concept. And, and uh, I feel like people have their dedicated favorites. Um, I just wonder if that is sustainable. Like, can you continue to carve out your own niche? But I guess if you're in Franklin, yeah. Middletown, or Xenia, you have a geographic because you're talking about neighborhoods now where yeah. like the people that are coming to Eudora I mean they're all coming from that they might be coming from that area but Dayton in general seems to be very much like we've got this area so we're gonna kind of stay yeah in this area like I'm kind of surprised there's not a brewery and there might be there might be a concept out there already like in the Oakwood UD area to sure. serve the UD students. And I mean, because I'm sure they're going up up to Toxic. Yeah. They're going to uh, Lock 27, which Lock 27, perfectly positioned right after Dayton Dragons games. Um, so I, I, I'm sure there's still enough room for a couple. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that, that first time one closes, this conversation is going to explode all over. I don't think it'll happen in 2018. And if it does, maybe towards the end of it, but that's the brewery report. Well, no, I, I, I like it. I mean, I think it, it does, it's neat identity, especially if you leave, if, when you leave Dayton and you leave outside of Ohio, if you're in Lexington or Indianapolis or Louisville, and people say, hey, do you guys have a, you guys have a craft brew scene in Dayton? Because Louisville has four craft breweries, right? And they're like, well, yeah, we have 12 in Dayton. And, yes. and we started, and the suburbs are catching up. And it really is a neat identity uh of of that dayton has crafted for itself mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> ah, crafted. Crafted. Ah. i'll drink to that Ugh. um dad jokes oh gosh by the way my favorite thing on youtube right now dad joke face-offs that's just really it's it's i never heard of those i can't i need to get on the list and compete um all right, so uh, what, what else, else we got? Go what else is going on in Dayton in 2018? Well, the Levitt is coming, right? That's uh -huh. that's, that's under construction. There's going to be big changes there. Uh, we're going to see how that uh, shapes uh, south edge of downtown. Um, we continue to, to be um, led by a carrot on a string about the... Uh, uh, um, about the arcade yeah i'm kind of curious as to see what the arcade is going to end up doing like where how is that going to impact the downtown area yeah i <clears throat> if i had to bet all my bitcoins on on the arcade all of them i, I don't have any actually <laughs> um i'd like to have part of one someday it's my bet is that the arcade it's going to turn into a mixed-use thing. Mm -hmm. Apartments, some studio space, and some office space. And it's not ever really going to fully develop 
into food, beverage, retail, and public common space. I, it'll be, I just, I find it to be interesting as to what will end up going on there, who's got the vision, and where all of that is going to lead. Because, I mean, it's not that there's no other city that has kind of, you know, taken a space like that and turned it into something brand new and turn it into like a market space or a mixed use area, or there's, you know, something like the green where there's retail on the bottom and residential on the top. But, you know, is there going to be enough of a pull there? Is there going to be enough people that are going to keep going to it to keep it keep the money flowing and keep the doors open and make businesses want to show up there or is it the other thing that i noticed speaking of businesses and things like that is that hunger pains is going to be opening up so is there going to be more food trucks in 2018 that are going to go from where a total food truck to we are now a standalone established restaurant with the food truck (laughs) off to the side zombie dogs did it well Zombie Dogs did it very well because, I mean, they didn't really miss a step. You still can pretty much get what you would get on the truck in the the restaurant. On on top of that, it's still fantastic food. Unbelievable. And real quick, plug for Zombie Dogs. Uh, Show notes, click it, link. They have this, they have this, these mini trilogy baskets where you get three Coney-sized dogs with the same toppings as the full size, for the same price as the full size, uh, with a side of, of uh, tater tots for less than 10 bucks. I'm telling you, it's the best lunch on Brown Street. I have no, I had um, no idea this would exist. Yeah, that's... so you get three, and you can have three different dogs. So That, that may have just changed my life. It's it, oh, it's one of the best things I've done to their menu, I, I in my st- opinion. I still have to go to Duck Donuts. Uh, <clears throat> I have a soft spot for Duck Donuts. I know. <laughs> but I, the way you said that makes me think you are just going to crap all over my love of duck donuts. Okay, first of all, we went. I took a kid and uh, took the wife, and um, we went to duck donuts, and we each picked two, and we decorated them. Um, I found it to be almost too much. Really? And maybe I didn't spend enough time. Worked on that on my menu choices. Uh, I felt sort of let down that all the the base donut is the same, uh, and also, correct me if I'm wrong. Your duck donut experience comes with like a family vacation. That's true. And a beach memory of some sort. That's correct? true. <clears throat> this is just tucked into Brown Street, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I owed it a second chance. It was nice. The people were friendly. The staff were super patient. Uh, their attention to detail is unbelievable. The lady that, that built our donuts, a craftsman. I mean, they're just beautiful works of art that we ate. Well, and I have to, I'd have to find out which one of your children this was because I found out recently that one of them doesn't like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I so know, honestly, everything his opinion, every single nothing. one of his opinions is now suspect to me. It's understandable. <clears throat> that kid today, we I went to lunch with that kid today. We ordered the exact same thing. So there's hope. And did you question your life choices at that point? I did, because he doesn't watch Money Python. So um, we have a couple weeks left on his break before he goes back to school. We, we need to work on that. So I, I, but Duck Donuts, get down there. What are you waiting on? I, I, 
I'm, I'm, I still am picturing a Clockwork Orange moment of just <laughs> making him watch it. <laughs> I just sit in the chair. Don't move. <laughs> One hour, 49 we're minutes. Having an, we're having an intervention. <clears throat> you're in college, by God. You're going to love this show. <laughs> um, so what else is there that you need to try? 2018. Duck Donuts. I mean, that's 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 a legit choice. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of some other things. Um, I know I'll be working the Celtic Festival again, and that will be probably just as crazy as it was yeah. last year. I mean, the weather the, the weather last year was gorgeous. Like the Celtic Festival weather in in 2017 could not have been better. Yeah, cool most of the day. Kind of got a little bit warmer in the midday heat but i mean there were vendors that were just running out of food and drink and and everything there were some vendors that had to shut down on sunday because they just literally had nothing left but that festival though you can count on a few things in that festival every year mm-hmm. good food abundant good drink and good entertainment on every stage the music is fantastic and if you haven't been to the celtic festival i urge you to come down especially if you're a fan of Irish music, Celtic music, um, or folk music. I mean, yeah. it's just really a great time. And the the venue, Riverscape, is amazing. Yeah. And you block off, like, a lot of monument all the way to the ball field. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So We, we, we go from uh, Fifth Third Field probably down to care source maybe yeah, just a little past the engineers club, right? maybe just, yeah. yeah maybe just a little further down past care source yeah yeah so it's a great festival and it's even in bad weather the food drink and music is always good right um what about st patrick's day do you celebrate in dayton uh dayton does <laughs> but do you <laughs> um i get coerced into going to Dublin pub for a little while sure. um and it, it's not that I don't like Dublin pub please don't I love you Dublin pub um it's more I don't like crowds and that's yeah. probably the most crowded day of the year sure. for food and drink and going out um but Dublin pub does it great every single year the tent the food um, the service is, is amazing, um, but I would like to mix it up. I'd like to try to go to Harrigan's. I'd like to try to go to Flanagan's because, um, I mean, I've been going to Flanagan's a lot. It's become one of my favorite little bars near us, yep. and so I'd like to kind of do a little bit of a tour. A St. Paddy's Day A St. Paddy's Bay tour. I, I think that. that's kind of a great idea. All right. That's, okay, let's keep that on the schedule. As some, we some Guinness, some Irish whiskey. <clears throat> Do a trio. Oh. Okay. I, I think we're looking forward to that. Um, How many go to more Dragons games, too, this season? First time, by the way, that I've lived here, and I moved here the year they opened, that I did not attend a Dragons game in 2017. Like, I, like when they first they first came, I probably went to at least one or two games a year, and it kind of dwindled. Like, the last couple of years, I just haven't had a lot of opportunity during yeah. the summers to go, and I would like to get back to that, yeah. you know, just because it's a, it's a great time. It's fun at the ballpark. They make yeah. it entertaining for everybody. Yeah, I'll tell you, that is one that, that um, has not faded over time. They still deliver a great value for the entire family. Great seats, great games. 
uh, food and drink at reasonable prices compared to major league ballparks. Parking, uh, if not free, minimal, five bucks. Uh, I think you can park pretty much behind third base for ten dollars. Uh, it's it's still I'll tell you Dayton uh, has not been let down by the Dragons organization. Yeah, solid group. Well, that's that's a lot for 2018. I'm looking forward uh, to 2018 in big ways. Uh, we didn't even start. We can save this for later, but we have we have uh, partisan primary elections in May, and picking new uh, representatives and senators and governors in November. Um, so that, that maybe we'll we'll thread some of that into the discussion uh, later this spring. Oh yeah, I mean we we kind of have to sort of talk about what's going on in the city of Dayton as far yeah. as voting and how that impacts things and um, <clears throat> how that because I mean a lot of people like to do like to vote once every four years because you know that's the presidential election but building in the three and a half years between those sure. elections that's kind of where the things get done voting yes. for all of your local people is where the city is really um is where the city really kind of builds and then the county builds and the state builds and all of that good stuff yeah, you talk to people making or passing state laws we elect them in 2018 the folks who assess your property uh, for county property taxes, those guys are elected in 2018. Um, we're going to see a lot of that activity coming in Montgomery County and Dayton, specifically. Uh, the mayor's on the on the campaign trail for governor right now, but I'm seeing more and more announcements of county candidates uh, beginning to announce the first commissioner candidate that's new to the field announces next week, and um, or in early the first week of July, I guess, or maybe this week, and um, so there'll be a lot to talk about as we get closer to May. Right. The other thing I'd like to mention is that Gem City Comic Con tickets go on sale January 1st. So really, I don't know if this is going to go out after that, but be right close to that. Go get your go get your tickets for Gem City Comic Con. They usually do a pretty good show. They've got uh, lots of comic books. People show up. Uh, celebrities show up. I want to say it's mid to end of March, so you should be sobered up at the convention from St. Patty's Day by that point. Um, and I think they might have more gaming this year, so excellent. That might draw draw a different crowd. For one split second, I thought you were going to uh, I thought you were going to give a mad shout out to the Gym City Cat Cafe. Isn't that open yet? I think we, I think we, I, th I think it's pretty close. I think we kickstarted it, and I think we and following it on Instagram, um, they have the cats there. Yeah, I saw a picture about. of somebody with a cup of coffee and a cat recently. So it must be it must be a soft opening or. Uh, Furry opening. I don't know what you would call it, but it looks fuzzy like opening. a fuzzy opening. Hey, side note, uh, D20 Bar, which I know you're a fan of, mm -hmm. uh, one of Dayton's, it was Dayton's first gaming bar. Mm -hmm. uh, the kid that doesn't watch Monty Python beat me there, and he has already enjoyed his first day of gaming at D20. Awesome. So I was a little jealous that he got there before me. That may say more about my lifestyle than his. But he said uh, two thumbs up from him and his college buddies for an afternoon of gaming. And then him and his college buddies will have to also check out Cardboard Crowns because right. both of, they're two very different gaming experiences. Um, but that's another cafe 
gaming cafe in Dayton that has a lot of good things going on in it. And I love D20. I love Cardboard Crowns. I love them both for different reasons. Uh, but if you're a gamer out in the Miami Valley, check out both of them. Uh, find your favorite, settle in, and play games for hours. And make sure while you're there you buy some uh, libations and some food so they can keep the doors open. It's very cool, and, and I'm, I'm slow to the, the punch to get there, so add that to the list that we can we can hit. Oh, Maybe we broadcast oh, live from there. That would be kind of fun. Just sit up in the corner. <laughs> we can't. We couldn't play a game because we'd be too focused playing on the game to actually. We'll live. We'll live podcast. Let's let's, we, 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 we could roll for topics. There you go. Hey guys, what topic do you want us to talk about now? <laughs> that that wouldn't go awful at all. Well, uh, you've done it. You've wasted another 35 minutes of Brian and Brian and uh, the Brian and Brian podcast. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it and look forward to talking to you more in t- throughout 2018 because this is coming out in 2018. Cheers to 2018. Cheers to 2018. It can't be any worse than 2017. God, I hope not. Till next time. This is Brian. And this is Brian. Thank you for listening. <laughs>